hope this message finds you well. And uh, I'm going to have the kids dismissed downstairs. I don't know. I think we have a couple kids. Yeah, that's, that's all right, though. Amen. Praise God. They can be dismissed downstairs. Junior Church. Let's turn to Revelation chapter 1. We have uh, the Lord's table today. And I just want to help prepare all of us, including myself. Um, it's a serious time for our hearts between us and the Lord, knowing how easily all of us stray from the Lord. And we do need help. There's no perfect church. There's no perfect people. We always want to run from our problems, uh, but our problems are within us. Our problems are um, when we don't take the word of God and face um, the things that are against us and things that are against the Lord and his word, that's when it becomes a problem. And uh, if we don't learn to face and stand for the Lord, then we will always have problems that will never be dealt with properly. But we need Christ. We need his word. And we just need to keep it at that. Nothing more, nothing less. And if we can all do that, then we're all going to be all right. Revelation, if you would, uh, stand with me as we read. We're going to read starting in uh, verse 1, and we're going to go down to verse 10. The Bible says, Revelation of Jesus Christ. If you notice the title sometimes of the, of the book of Revelation, is a revelation of uh, John. Well, it's not true. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen? Given to John. Revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants. Amen? So this is revelation of John, yeah, but it's the revelation of Jesus to John. Uh, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. You know, all that is revealed is to those who wait on the Lord and those who serve the Lord. Uh, and he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth. Amen. You'll be blessed if you read the scriptures. You will be. You'll be blessed. This is a blessing sent from God uh, right here to those who read the scriptures. Blessed is he that readeth. And they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is, which was, which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And it hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. 
To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, which was, which is to come, the Almighty. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation, and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Verse 10 here. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. Lord, thank you for uh, all you've done for us. Thank you for your word. Lord, help us to understand. Help us to know you, Lord, each day closer. Lord, whatever it takes, may we get one step closer to you. Deliver us from our sins, Lord. Free us from a hardened heart. Lord, open our eyes that we may see. Give us a drive again. Give us grace to serve you, Lord, uh, more intensely in these last days. Whatever's needed, O oh God, to reach this last generation for you. I pray, O oh God, that you would use us here at Gospel Light. Fire our hearts, Lord. Take away uh, that lukewarmness, Lord, again. And drive us, Lord, to get close to you. Fire us up. In Jesus' name, amen. You may maybe seat it. He says, I was in the spirit. This is John speaking. Now, he was in the Isle of Patmos uh, for the testimony of the Lord, the Bible says, um, in verse 9, I, John, who also am your brother and your companion in tribulation and the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the Isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, some, some say, uh, historians will say that the uh, uh, Isle of Patmos was used as a prison. I don't know if John was in prison here. It doesn't say, but he was there at the Isle of Patmos for the word of God, whether he was pre just preaching the word of God there or whatever the case may be. He was there uh, for the Lord. Amen? And it, wherever you're at, don't matter. You ought to be where you're at for the Lord. And that ought to never change. Uh, stick it out for the Lord. Represent the Lord. I mean, you can stay for the Lord, but you need to represent the Lord as well. Represent his love. Represent, um, there's times where I was in a, a place where I didn't want to be. But I said, you know what? I need to be a light where I am. Maybe you may be stuck in a job. But you need to be a light where you are. You don't have to be under a rock or under a bush. Let your light so shine before men. Uh, and it is hard. If it's easy, you probably aren't doing much for the Lord. Notice he says, companion in tribulation. Serving Christ in the world, the world, uh, you ever walk against water, the tide of water? It's hard. It's hard to just walk on sand, amen? Walking through water, I mean, you get, you get weary. Uh, and walk, walk against the tides of this world, we get weary. Our flesh gets weary. Our flesh gets weak. Our flesh gets uh, to a point where it says, you know what, I'm done. I just want to give in, give up. Uh, I just want this fight to stop. Well, the fight's not going to stop till we get home to be with the Lord. Uh, amen. And, and one good thing is that we already, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. We, we already won. If you got saved, you already won because Jesus won the battle for you. Amen. And there's, there's nothing um, that you have to try to win. You already won, but you need to endure. You need to fight till the end because if you do, if you're not fighting, you're going to be a casualty. Uh, the devil 
spares no hostages. He does not care about you. He wants to consume you. He wants to destroy you. And anything uh, that he can use against you, he will. So you need to always be on guard. You always need to have this fight to you. If you don't have a fight to you, if you don't have a resistance, uh, the devil will take you captive at his will, the Bible says. Your sin comes upon you, your temptations, uh, you're, gonna, you're not going to have strength to, to fight or stand. You need to have a fight about you uh, for truth and for what's right and for the right way. There is a right way of living. There is a right way. There is a, a cause, a reason to stand for the Lord in these last days. And we need to have that fight to us as Christians uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ. And John's saying, listen, I am your companion in tribulation. And I was in Patmos uh, for, he wasn't for vacation or for anything else. He wasn't there. If it was a prison, he wasn't there because he did wrong. He was there for the word of God. Amen. That was his cause. That was his reason. That was his life. John loved the Lord Jesus Christ. He was the one that was uh, uh, leaning on the Lord during the supper time. He was the one that was so close, and because he was so close, the Lord Jesus Christ here came. Before the Lord uh, went, went up, uh, ascended, he told John uh, that he will never die till he sees him return. The other disciples said, what, is John going to live forever? He's going to live? No. Talking about uh, that the Lord is going to give John revelation. He's going to see the Lord return before John goes to heaven to be with him. And God gave, Jesus came back here in a revelation to, to show John all the end times, to show, to show John the book of Revelation, which is powerful. If people don't know the Bible, they know Revelation. They know, to, they know about Revelation. They like reading about how uh, billions and billions of people are going to die through the wrath of the Lord Jesus Christ. They like seeing all the destruction, like watching an action movie. And there's a lot of action in the book of Revelation. If you've not dug into it, there's a lot here. And it will come to pass. Uh, but John was there for the word of God. You need to be about the word of God. Blessed is he that readeth. Blessed is he uh, that reads and obeys the Lord and stands for the Lord and does the Lord's will and does the Lord's work. You've got a blessing on your life. And we need a blessing today. These last days, uh, there's too much against us. And our lives are becoming of nothing, with no hope and no purpose. We need a blessing. We need a touch of God today. All of us do. I do. Uh, we need to get it back. We need to have something happen, a cause to stand up again and see people saved. And see the, the next generation of kids coming back to church and reaching and getting them into homes and getting uh, families back out and getting families back together and getting lives restored through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and displaying the power that the name of Jesus has. Amen. If you don't do it, the world's not. It's up to us. We are the servants of the Lord. John says here, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. The Lord's day is not Saturday. The Lord's day is the first day of the week, Sunday. Amen. A Sunday. He's on the spirit on the Lord's day. Amen. And you ought to be on, in the spirit on the Lord's day, the Holy Spirit of God. Whatever ha listen. However the week goes, Sunday is the first day of the week. We call it the Lord's Day. People say, well, why don't we uh, meet as they did on a Sabbath day in the Bible? That's the seventh day. Well, it changed. God, uh, the Lord fulfilled the Sabbath day, and they, 
We're a New Testament church, amen? They started meeting on the first day of the week, the day that Jesus rose from the dead, the first day of the week. And we call it the Lord's Day. The Bible calls it the Lord's Day. And we are here today on the Lord's Day, first day of the week, to represent that we are new creatures in Christ. We, this is a new week, a new beginning. The last week has passed. And we, from this point forward, just as we have a new year, amen, this is the, the, the first Sunday of the new year, we can have a start, a new beginning, change this world for the Lord, you, let, a, let our lives shine before this world for the Lord Jesus Christ. I was in the Spirit. How do you, be, how, how you are in, uh, become in the Spirit? Listen, if, if you're saved today, you have the Spirit of God. You have all of them, all of him. Sorry, all of him. 100% of the Holy Spirit of God. If you're saved today, you have 100% of the Holy Spirit of God. But the definition that I like to use is, does the Holy Spirit have 100% of you? Right? If, if, you're, if he has 1%, then you're not going to be filled with him. You're going to be filled with your flesh. And our flesh is very overwhelming, very demanding. It will consume more than what you want. If you can say you have a handle even on just your thoughts, God bless you. But when you are filled with the Spirit of God, He has 100% of you. Your thoughts are going to be right. Your motives are going to be right. Your ways are going to be right. Your actions are going to be right. Why? Because you are, in, uh, you are being controlled by God Himself. You're not being controlled by your uh, lusts. You're not being controlled by your the fleshly desires. You're not being controlled by this world. You're not going to be controlled by a spirit. You're not going to be controlled by anything else but by God himself. Man, what must it be like to be controlled by the Holy Spirit of God? To have your thoughts right before God. To have your ways right before God. To have uh, the, uh, God's will perfected in you. To be thinking about souls out there. To be thinking about God's will each and every day. And including in that, God prospers you in this world. Oh, what it must be like to be in the spirit of God on the Lord's day. You know, that's possible for everybody. God wants all of you. He wants 100% of you. He doesn't want 1%. He doesn't want half. He wants all. As Peter said, uh, Jesus came to wash his feet. And uh, Peter said, no, Lord, not my feet. I'm not worthy. Uh, you, you, you can't be washing my feet. And Jesus said, Peter, if you don't allow me to wash your feet, you have no part with me. And Peter said, Lord, not just my feet, but my head. Wash all of me. Wash all of me clean, oh God. Because I want a part in you. And we need Christ today. We need to be in the spirit of God today on the Lord's day. And when we are in the spirit of God, notice this. John was in the spirit of God. He was in the place uh, for the word of God. He was there at the Isle of Patmos for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Amen. He wasn't there for his own name. He wasn't uh, living in woe is me. Uh, uh, everybody's against me. Uh, I, nothing happens good in my life. And, and uh, I, you know, I can't do anything right. No, he was there for the testimony of Jesus. Jesus Christ. Any of us can just put our life aside for once and think of the Lord Jesus Christ that put his life aside for us. 
then we'll begin to be in the spirit of God. Then we'll be able to walk in the spirit of God. John was there for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. He wasn't there for himself. He wasn't there because he was a great preacher or he walked side by side with Jesus Christ. No, he was just there for the name of Jesus Christ. He was a humble man. He was a man in love with the Lord and he was there for Jesus. And he was in the spirit on the Lord's day, a Sunday, the first day of the week, and he heard behind him a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last what thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches. This is how we get the book of Revelation. This is delivered by Jesus Christ himself to the apostle John. And everything that the Lord told him, he wrote. And notice here, it says uh, that he heard a great voice as of a trumpet. You know, trumpets are powerful. Trumpets are loud. Trumpets are strong. We know the voice of God with Elijah was a still small voice. He, he couldn't hear it uh, over the whirlwind. He couldn't hear it over the earthquake. He needed silence. He needed stillness. But he, John here was in the spirit of God. And it was so clear, God's will and God's word, because the spirit of God uh, was already had his attention. The spirit of God already had all of John. And there was nothing else that had John's ear. There's nothing else in his life that had John's eye. There was nothing else that had John's attention. John was fully in the spirit of God, already looking for the Lord Jesus Christ because he was there for the word of God. He was there for the testimony of Jesus Christ. And when the Lord's voice appeared, he already knew it. Didn't John the Baptist see the Lord Jesus Christ from far away and say, Behold, the Lamb of God! which taketh away the sins of the world. You know, uh, when we get to heaven, will you even recognize uh, throughout all the millions of people your Lord and Savior? Do you know him that closely now that you would recognize him like John the Baptist did? John the, Bapti John the Baptist recognized him from far away, knowing, uh, seeing him, he knew him afar off and said, Behold the Lamb, there he is, there's my Savior, there's my God. Oh, we would recognize surely uh, the lust of our flesh in this world. We recognize surely things that we want and things that we want to go after. But do we recognize the voice of God and will we recognize him when we get to heaven? Will he be a stranger? Will it feel odd or off to even give him a handshake or a hug? Will it feel uh, odd? Uh, will it feel out of place to meet the Lord Jesus Christ? who you should be walking with now, who you should be talking to today, who you should be here for his name. Will it feel out of place? Will you say, oh, this is Jesus. I never knew him. God forbid he say to you, I never knew you. Depart from me into everlasting fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels. Oh, God forbid he don't know you, and God forbid we don't know him. We hope he knows us. If you're saved today, he knows you. He saved you. He died for you. He loves you. May we have the same ambition and, and desire to know him and love him. John was there at the Isle of Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. And he was in the spirit on the Lord's day. No matter what difficulties he had or faced, 
He was in the spirit on the Lord's day. You see, there is no excuse why we can't be walking with the Lord today. There's no excuse why we can't get close to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's not uh, any money. There's no cost to spending time with the Lord. There's, it doesn't matter about your health. You could be on a hospital bed. You could be um, like the, the woman that was fighting through the crowd that touched the hem of his garment. She sought the Lord. She got a hold of him. Oh, God, help us all if we don't seek the Lord. God, help us all if we don't know who saved us. He was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And because of that, he heard the voice of his Savior like a trumpet. Powerful. Oh, when God created this world, when nobody was here yet, when it was just God. And he said, let us, let us, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, let us make man in our image. And God created uh, the light from darkness, and God created the firmament, and he made the waters and gathered the waters, and he, he said, let there be land, and he separated the land from the waters, under the waters, and he created the grass, and he put uh, things in the water, uh, great whales, and and in every living thing and that was produced after its own kind, he, he said, let there be birds in the sky that fly and everything was after its kind. Let there be creeping things and beasts and uh, let, let them be fruitful, multiply. And he saw all and it was good. And God's word was powerful. And whatever God's word spoke, it came to be. There was no resistance. God said, let there be light. There was light. God said, let there be uh, fish in the sea, and there was fish in the sea, and there was great sharks and uh, great whales, and every little moving thing, every little uh, tropical fish, and every great fish, and the waters were filled with God's living creation, and every little uh, bug out there, and, and all the fowl of the air from the great eagle, to the little birds, to the little hummingbirds, Oh, God's creation is beautiful. And everything God spoke, it came to pass. It was powerful, powerful. And water came and land appeared and there was great movements and it was strong and mighty as God's word brought everything forth. And then God's word speaks to us. And he says, I want you to serve me. And we say, no. God says, let there be light. And there was light. God says, I want you to serve me. No. We are the only creation that can say no to God. We are the only ones created in his image even. After his likeness. Created out of the heart of God that can say no to God and has pleasure in it as well. God help us all if we don't even sacrifice a bit. If we have, uh, because we have a choice to come to church and we choose not to, God help us all. God help us all for not telling someone, we say, you know what, you can go to hell and mean it by not 
telling them about the Lord and the way of salvation. We can uh, just ignore God's will in our life and God's way and, and just freely sin as if it's okay and say no to God. God help us all. But John here was in the spirit on Lord's Day and he heard the greatness of his voice, the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ, powerful, strong, mighty, as it is and still is today. It speaks. When you read the book of Revelation, when you read anything in his word, may you see it as powerful. Some people don't. Some people do not even hear it. Why? Because they're not in the spirit. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians that this is a book that is spiritually discerned. Only those who are in the spirit can truly understand it. When you read it, you're going to say, I don't get it. You know, I, I try to read it, but my mind is everywhere else because you're not in the spirit of God. Your mind is everywhere else because it is everywhere else. I have trouble reading it. I have trouble focusing because, uh, because you have trouble focusing on the word of God because your focus is on something else. And when I read the word of God, I'm, uh, my attention is, is everywhere else because it is everywhere else and not on the Lord Jesus Christ. But John was in the Isle of Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. May you get there today. May I get there today, may we be here uh, in our lives for the Lord Jesus Christ and for his word and for the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. God's word's powerful. God's word's pure. God's word's peaceful. God's word's strong. God's word's mighty. God's word creates. God's word blesses. Oh, may you get blessed today. Second Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6, the Bible says there was a prophet named Elisha. There's a prophet Elisha. We're going to close, this, close out with this. The prophet Elisha. With every great prophet, you had the younger men, the sons of the prophets, that they were trying to learn uh, from the great prophet, and he was trying to teach them. There came a time when these young men came to Elisha and said in verse 1 of 2 Kings 6, the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold now, the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. He, they, they came to him and said, Listen, Where we're at here, we feel too squeezed. And it's always amazing. When your attention is somewhere else, the luster, the temptation to leave the way of the Lord because we are able to say no to the Lord becomes a reality. You know, I can walk away from the Lord. Yeah, you can. But there's no greater way than the straight and narrow way. There's no other way. You will spend and waste your life and all your resources trying to discover a better way for yourself instead of the 
way that God already laid out before you. The world searches and seeks for truth and spends their lives when they have it right before them already. Probably on their mother's bookshelf. All the younger crowd going to colleges and studying and thinking they're discovering all these new things. When they could probably just go home and it was already there. It's right in front of us. And God's will and way is right in front of you. If you'd open your eyes. The sons of the prophets, they said, listen, we're getting too squeezed here. The world's changing and we need to change with it. We need to, we need to go. Verse 2 says, let us go. We pray thee unto Jordan, take thence every man a beam, and let us make us a, a place there that we may dwell. And he answered, Elisha said, go ahead, go ye. And one said, be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will. So they, they wanted to go. They wanted to leave Elisha uh, and, and make, make a bigger place for themselves. But then they say, you know what, Elisha, would you come with us? And Elisha says, yeah, I'll go. You know, because it's, it's a man of God's job to make sure the people of God are being pushed towards the Lord. Just as Jeremiah went with the people into Egypt after saying, listen, this is not God's will for you to go into Egypt. But when they went, he went with them to make sure they're okay, to pray for them, to be with them, to, to preach to them, to give them God's word. And once said, be content. So he went. Verse four, so he went with them. And when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But one, verse five says, but one as one was felling a beam, one was chopping this tree down, the axe fell into the water. And he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God came. The man of God said, Where fell it? Where, where did your axe head fall? And he showed him the place. So you have one of the sons of the prophets. He came uh, over to where the guy was. The guy said, Listen, Elisha, I, I was chopping down this tree. Am I on, Brother Rob? I was chopping this tree down. And um, as I was chopping, my axe head just fell off into the water. And I was thinking about this pastor. Lord wanted me to mention this. This young man, they, 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 were, they, they left where they were, the straight way. They found a new place. They're all chopping down these trees, Right? This one young man, he goes to the river and starts hitting this one tree by the river. And I was thinking about this. I said, Lord, why, why is this in your, in your word? Why, why do you want me to mention this? He's chopping his tree down by the river. And it reminds me of the Psalms. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. This young man, he, he was chopping on all, they, they were chopping on all these trees, making this great old place for themselves. Elisha, your place is too narrow for us. We need to go somewhere else. Will you go with us? Sure, I'll go. I'm here for you guys. So he goes with them. And the young man, he goes to this one tree by the river. And he hits that thing as hard as he could. He probably chopped down 10 other trees. And he hits that thing to chop it. His leaf also should not wither. And he hits that tree. 
And guess what? That axe head flies right off into the water. Bounces right off, fly, breaks his axe, falls into the water. That young man runs to the man of God. Elisha, your way is too narrow for us. Your way is too straight for us. We need to go somewhere else. That man runs to the water, uh, man of God and says, I need your help. I was trying to build something, and it just didn't work out. Then I came across the one tree. Everything else was going my way, was falling the way I wanted. But then I came to this one where it was rooted by the river. Strong. It broke my axe. And his axe had falls into the water. Iron axe, it falls into the water. Elisha comes over and says, show me the place. Verse 6. The man of God said, where did it fall? And he showed him the place. And he cut down a stick and cast it in thither. He cut down a stick. We just read that last week, didn't we, Brother Rob, about the branch. He cut down the branch. Cut off a branch. Zechariah chapter 6. He cut off a branch from that tree. That tree's planted by the rivers of water. You know what? The man of God went with them to show these younger prophets something. You guys can try to build a place greater and bigger and, and gain all these things. If that's what you want, go ahead and get it. I'll go with you. But no matter where you are, you're going to come across someone standing for God. God leaves a remnant. God leads a light. And you can't run from God. God is in the lowest depths of hell, the Bible says. He reaches farthest down to the grave, far, deep, deep down to get those who are utterly cast down. He reaches to the farthest ends of the earth to reach those who are unreachable. To make sure everyone hears the name of Jesus. And he reached way down for me and for you. So the man of God went with him. He cut off a branch, a stick, and he threw it into the water. And the Bible says that iron, it did swim. Floated up and like a fish swam to the man. And he said, go ahead and grab it. I think this young man learned. It's not where you're at. Whether you're at the Isle of Patmos. If I'm going to be someone for God. If I'm going to be someone for God. Then I need to be for God. If I'm going to be with God. In heaven, then I need to be with God now. If I'm going to stand for God, then I need to stand for God. In my own heart, against my own flesh, against my own lusts, against my own sin. If I can't stand for God against myself, then how am I going to stand for God against this world? How am I going to stand for God against the devil? 
Peter said, Lord, I'll, I'll, I'll do anything for you. Jesus told him, Peter, listen. The devil is going to get a hold of you and tear you to pieces. But Jesus said, Peter, I'm praying for you. And I'm going to pray for you at that time. Notice, you're going to feel like everyone's against you. Because that's how it is when you fight the devil. You're only, you're soloed out. You feel like everyone's against you. You feel like your family's against you. You feel like the church is against you. Sometimes you even feel like God's against you. But you are fighting the devil. But notice, Peter, the Lord Jesus Christ is praying for you. He said, and when you're converted, meaning when you get through, when you pray through, when you break through, when you see that light coming out of the darkness, then you can stand again. And then you can strengthen your brethren. Because when it is over, I'm still going to use you greatly. And sometimes God uses us even greater after we've already been through the most attacks and the most tribulation. John thought he was at the Isle of Patmos for the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ and for the word of God. He thought he'd already been used by God mightily. Oh no, it was just beginning. An angel came later on and said, John, you still have much to do. We think our life is over. But it's not over till it's over. We are already more than conquerors through him that loved us. We must fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. For the race that is set before us, let us endure to the end. And set before us the cross of the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. And may all of us get a zeal in us, a fire in 2024 to reach forth forgetting the things that are behind us and reaching forth to the things before us for the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ and for the word of God. When that ax hit that tree that was planted by the rivers of water, you know, ax in the Bible is a sign of judgment, that God will lay the ax against the wood. Ax is a sign of judgment. And when that judgment was placed on that tree planted by the rivers of water, guess what happened? Boom! Bounced right off. Be planted by the rivers of water. Water in the Bible is the word of God. Get planted today in God's word. Get planted. And whatever moves around you, you're planted. Get grounded for the testimony of Jesus Christ. When you see Jesus face to face, will you know him? Will you be able to decipher amongst the millions in heaven if he was walking about. John the Baptist did. Are you able to hear the voice of God today in your life? Amongst the millions of antichrists and false spirits that are in this world today, are you able to hear the one true and only like a trumpet, loud and clear.
in your heart, and in your mind. The Apostle John did. And it's written for us so that we may know Christ as well. We're going to have the Lord's table. But before that, the Lord's table is a time to remember the Lord Jesus Christ and his death for us. We're going to have a time of invitation now. Would you ask the Lord, if there's any sin in your life, would you ask the Lord, number one, to forgive you for those sins? Maybe some of us are living in sin, and we need to get it right. You can get it right today. Maybe some of us have something we're concealing in our heart that is contrary to the Lord. We can get that right today. The Bible says if, if we regard iniquity in our heart, that means we're, we're, we're securing it, we're holding it, we're guarding it, the Lord will not hear us. May we get that right today. That we may be open and clear before the Lord. Whatever is against us, between us and the Lord, may we get it right today. Because Christ is for us. Let's have a, uh, do we have a piano player? Let's have the, no, we don't have a piano player. Well, let's, uh, Brother Rob, can you play some invitation music? And let's all stand as uh, the music plays. You can pray in your own seat. You can pray at the altar. But let's get right with the Lord today. Let's start off this year right. Whatever happened before we got into this place, may God forgive it all. And from this day forward, Lord, I'm yours. I want to serve you. Forgive me for my sin. Help me to get into your word more. Help me to pray more. Help me to do your will. I'm sorry for always thinking of myself. May I be here for the testimony of Jesus and not myself. To live for Jesus is to live for him, not for yourself. John was in the spirit on the Lord's day. We need to get in the spirit of God. May your own thoughts be the measurement of how well we've been doing. If you find yourself thinking of Jesus throughout the day, you're doing pretty good. Find yourself thinking about yourself and your problems and your cares and your worries and everything that's going bad and you need to get your eyes back on Christ.
Let's all be seated. Now we're going to hand, uh, this is, it looks like crackers, but it's, it's unleavened bread. Um, it tastes like crackers. It's unleavened bread. Leaven in the Bible is a symbol of sin in the scriptures. And uh, on the Last Supper, the Lord used the Last Supper as a memorial. Amen. Um, there's some false religions out there that would say, oh, this is, a, uh, this is something more than that. Well, no, it's, it's a memorial. It's like our birthday. I'm not born every birthday. My birthday's tomorrow. I'm not born tomorrow uh, again. It's just a memorial of when I was born. And this is a memorial of what the Lord did for us, a time to remember. We often focus on uh, his resurrection. Thank God for his resurrection. But he says, remember my death as well. And this is part of that. As we remember the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's a, was it a time of sorrow? At that time, it was a time of sorrow for the disciples and all, but not for us, amen? Not a time of sorrow for us, a time of sorrow for ourselves. Like, wow, I need, to, I need to do diligent, be diligent about what I'm doing with my life because Christ died for me. Uh, he was bruised for our iniquities. His stripes, every whip on his back was to heal us. His crown of thorns that they hammered on his head, big old thorns, pierced his skull, and, and they tortured him. The Bible says he was unrecognizable. He didn't look like a human being anymore. He ripped his beard out from the roots, ripped it right off his face, and they beat him half to death. And he literally shed every drop of blood that was in his body. Um, he did it for us. And we have a reason to live because greater love, greater love hath no man in this that a man should lay down his life for his friends. And he said, I've called you my friends. He proved it by giving his life. And at this time, we're going to remember that we have such a friend in Jesus. And when you're feeling lonely or whatever you're feeling today, let's remember that he died for me. He died for you. When you take the, uh, the, the unleavened bread, just keep it, and we're going to eat it together, okay, before I read some scripture. I'm going to have the ushers hand out each one. Take it and hold it, and we'll eat it together.
Everybody good? We all have one. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, this is also in Luke chapter 22. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. We remember his death. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11. The Bible says in verse 25, after the same manner also, he took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Jesus. We remember all that Jesus has done for us each and every day. We remember that he lives for us and all that's done in heaven is for us. His preparations, his plans, his will is for us. We have the ability to say no, but he, said, he never said no to us. He went to the cross. May we start saying yes to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Sometimes we never say no to our sin. It's hard to say no. Well, we say no to him. Start turning it around. Start saying yes to Christ and no to to the wrong things. Amen. Amen. It's hard to say no. No. We do it all the time. We just need to get our hearts straightened up, our eyes fixed on Christ again, and start walking with the Lord. May you be in the spirit on the Lord's day. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. May we in our body uh, bear the dying uh, Lord marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. May we bear our own cross for you in the life you have set before us. May we take that cross and follow you. I pray, O oh God, that we will get in the Holy Spirit of God. May he have all of us, Lord. May we be washed thoroughly, uh, made, made white as snow, as far as the east is from the west. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for our salvation. But, Lord, after you saved us, uh, Lord, you have now a life that you want us to live, and I pray we'll get a hold of that, uh, your will, and uh, run with it. Give us a zeal again, Lord. Fire us up. May we have a fire in our steps, a a peace and love in our hearts as we walk around and roam this world, Lord. May we represent you and uh, as pilgrims in a strange land, Lord. I pray we'll represent the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for all you've done for us. May this week remember all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, wow, look at us. They got a surprise.